All right. So, sorry, I didn't have any intro music hooked up. I'll put that in after. But, um, yeah. but uh, yeah, welcome. Welcome. We're on episode eight uh, of the Access Podcast. We're here with Heather Kovacs from the, the Boathouse uh, by the Lake in Canberra. So, thank you very much for joining us, Heather. No worries. Happy to be here. Yeah, nice. So, you've just finished your, your qualification. How yes, was that? Yes, I have. Um, I finished it oh, something like three weeks ago. Yeah, yep. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's been really, really great. Um, uh, obviously the feeling of completion is very nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like whole experience with great, um, obviously with COVID through a bit of a works in there yeah. at some point in time. But, um, other than that, like, yeah. Right. Yeah, cool. And you, and, and yeah, you were, you were saying the other day that, that it's, um, uh, you're keen for more study. Yeah. Yes. Glutton yes, for punishment. I am. um yeah yeah as soon as I finished I was like oh I have all this free time to do nothing with now so maybe I'll study more while I'm in the the study mood yeah great so I I was hoping we could wind the clock back like right to the beginning so um we ran into you first through the hot start program yeah so Explain what what that was like, what it was, and what happened. And um, oh man, it was a while ago now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I first met you guys in uh, Hot Start, mm. which was I first met you in the the first round of Hot Starts. So yeah. Like the the guinea pig Hot Start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and so I was still in college back then, and um, oh, at that point in time, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Yep. Um, I was, you know, studying hospitality, uh, a whole bunch of range of things. And I, yep. it was like coming to the end of year 12 and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And yep. um, all of a sudden like this hot start thing came up and, you know, my teacher was like, hey, like you should really like get into this. And uh, like uh, even if you just do it just for the sake of having that experience, then it's fine. But if you get something out of it, then that's great also yeah i was like oh yeah look that sounds amazing so went into the um hot start program and like all these like famous chefs are there around from around canberra which was uh now my boss so john leverick obviously Mm. over at the boathouse as well um i was paired up with him and uh look one thing led to another and he was like hey i think you should come work for me as an apprentice and yeah, like that's kind of where my career path took off. So um, yeah, cool. It's definitely all thanks to Hot Start because yeah. it definitely wouldn't have happened if that didn't happen. Yeah, no way. That's cool. Hmm. So what about before that? Was there an interest in cooking? I think I remember reading. Uh, it was maybe a Canberra Times article about you that was you. You were explaining MasterChef was a big inspiration. Was that you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I did a uh, did a Young Chefs thing. Um, oh, what year was it now? Maybe 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, yeah, they, yeah, 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 they asked us to write an article about ourselves and yeah. um, asked us to um, just write a little splurge about us. Yeah. Um, and I definitely had a passion for cooking, obviously, before I started where I'm at now. Yeah. Um, but like, I didn't know if that's the road I wanted to take in my career. Yeah. Like, I had been studying hospitality since like, Year nine, yep. so I'd been studying it for a few years before, and I was already in the industry, so yep. I was already a barista before I got my current job. Yep. So it was obviously uh, something that I wanted to take 
a part into. Yeah. But yeah. I just didn't know if I definitely wanted to take that path. But yeah. then it just happened, and then yeah. So how how did um how did reality reconcile with um I guess the inspiration that you got from things like Master Chef and and I guess whatever other inspirations. Um, or did you have any other inspirations? Like, oh, I think I'm painting it a bit like MasterChef was everything. But, like, <laughs> but, but, like, uh, I guess yeah. What was what were the original inspirations before all of this? Oh, I don't really know. I think yeah. I, I had a lot of inspirations to do a lot of things. Mm. So, um, uh, I don't think hospitality was my main focus at that point in time. Yeah, I think it was mainly just. Because, uh, you know, when you're in your 12, everyone's like, oh, you know, you got to find a full-time job, you got to go to uni, you, you got to study more. And I was kind of just at that point where, um, you know, I was coming to the end of year 12, I still hadn't figured out what I wanted to do. Yep. Like, did I want to go to uni and study or did I want to, um, you know, go down the hospitality path or something like that, yep. which I ended up doing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there wasn't a lot of inspiration to go down the hospitality path. There was obviously that spark there that I had. Yeah. Like I love cooking and I've always loved cooking. Yeah. Whether it be just like at home or like as a job as I do now. But yeah. like, yeah, I didn't really um, have, like I had that spark but I didn't really have uh, the specific drive to go to one point in time Um to go down the chefing career. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, comparing the, the, I guess, the the choice between doing a uni pathway and uh, uh, the pathway that mm. you've taken, was that, like, like opportunity or, like, what was um, – I guess what did anything factor into that decision? Did you go, did you actively not want to go to uni or um, I did not really want to go to uni. Yeah, because. <laughs> um, through college, I did a tertiary package and yeah. everyone's like, oh, you have to do a tertiary package to get into uni, which obviously yeah. um, is a big hand in it. Um, so I did it just in case I like somewhat felt like going to uni at the end yeah. of year 12. But um, it was getting to the point where, you know, I had to make a decision and yeah. put in entry forms and I just, nah. I was like, oh, I don't think yeah. uni's for me. I don't. What really were you preparing go. for if you did go to uni? If I did go to uni... A oh, completely different path. So I probably wanted to study something like sports education or something like oh, that. Oh, cool. Um, so is that another passion of yours, is sports? Yeah, so I, I really wanted to uh, go into physiotherapy. That's one mm -hmm. thing that I wanted yep. to do. Um, oh, there was another thing that I wanted to do on point in time too. Um, yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, but I was going to go to uni, but uh, the spark wasn't really there. And like I had a job as a barista and I was loving that. So mm. before the opportunity came up with John at the boathouse, I um, had originally planned to just take a gap year and work um, full time at my barista job yep. for just a year to just sort out what things happened and, you know, what opportunities arose from that. Mm. Um, and then it turned out that, you know, Hot Start came out and, um, you know, John was like, hey, you should really come and work at the boathouse. And I was like, look, yeah, like I have yeah. no like definitive plans from here of where yeah. I want to go. So like I'm happy to go try chefing. I've never yeah. actually considered it as an option until now. Yeah. And maybe I should. And so obviously 
started working there and I absolutely loved it. Like Yeah. So yeah. It, was, it was like an immediate, like uh, uh, like you took to it immediately? Was it a... Yeah, I did. I'd like to say that I took it to immediately. Mm. But um, yeah, I definitely like loved I guess in terms it of like, I, in, in terms of like liking it sort of yeah, thing. Like yeah, it definitely. Away, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it's definitely something that I felt like I fell right into and then I felt like, oh, I could do this for the rest of my life. Like I really like oh, this cool. and I yeah, really yeah. like being in the kitchen and working in the kitchen and yeah. So one thing I've noticed about the the boathouse is the, the crew is very static. It's not like a – like I've been going in there for years and it, the mm. staffing body doesn't change that much. No, so, not too much. No. So And, and, and I imagine because it's an awesome place to work. Mm. So maybe if you could tell me a bit about what that's like. What's the culture? What keeps you there? Um. Oh, I think everyone that works at the boathouse is great. Yep. So everyone there, uh, they're such a massive part of a team and like they feel like your family obviously because you're spending yeah. so much time with them. Mm. But like it gets to a point where if you're spending so much time with them, you want them to be, you know, people you can chat to, people yep. you can get along with. And like they really are just like a close-knit family that we all – stick together with and like work together with and bounce off ideas with. And it's just like, there's no fighting. There's no conflict. Yeah. It's just like, if there is conflict, we're just like, look, okay, like take a step back and like think yeah. about it. And um, yeah. And then it gets resolved and yeah, everyone there is just great, like great attitude to things, great positivity. Yeah. So like, I do, I do notice like when, when I go in there, sometimes I'll, uh, I'll come in when it's, you know, it's like a little bit busy or something like that. And everyone seems Chill's the wrong word, but like it's in control. You know, yeah. everyone sort of knows what they're doing. There's no like ah, running around yeah. sort of thing, which is uh, – Yeah. So when I first started, there was definitely um, a mix of different uh, chefs. So when I yep. first started, it was um, it was definitely more towards like I was the youngest person there yep. and the inexperienced person and everyone else was, you know, like they've been qualified for five, ten years. Yep. Um, so that probably definitely helped me get into it because yep. they were all like very like, um, understanding of my position and yep. they didn't know, like they knew that I didn't know anything and they were happy to teach me. Yeah, cool. Um, and now like it's changed a little bit. Um, uh, we have not a very young staff group, but, um, towards the younger side, so yep. like early twenties, stuff like that. Yeah. But they're all great like they know what they're doing and mm. you know they know how to work in a team and they know like oh okay like I'm not sure how to do this I'll listen to someone else and yep. like the group dynamic is really good at the moment and we all yeah just work together well as a team and yeah you know listen to each other and respect each other and I think that's a massive part of you know what makes the boathouse so approachable and good yep. as a team environment yeah yeah cool so I was hoping we could uh, wind the clock back again. So the, at the start of your studies, so yes, uh, and I guess I've, I think I've asked this in every single uh, podcast so far. But tell us about because when you started was right at uh, like bushfire, COVID, yeah, lockdown, yeah, that's um, right. And and then there was like weirdness with the 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 course you had to roll into as well. Yeah, there was. So yeah, when I first started. Um, I think I started uh, the February before COVID hit. Yeah. So COVID hit in March that year and I enrolled in February because yeah. I was um, – I had to finish working at my other job before I started uh, my apprenticeship. Mm. So, yeah, I started 
Yeah, during the bushfire season right before COVID. Yeah. And I think at that time they had actually cut costs to yeah. the Cert 3 yep. um, certificate. Yeah. And so at that point in time we were like, oh, well, do we pay, you know, 3000 or whatever dollars mm. it was to do the Cert 3 mm. or do we pay this like $500 for the Cert 4 Yeah, and you can get your Cert 3 within it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was the obvious go. Yeah. Um, at that point in time, I was kind of just like, oh, I'll just do it because it's cheaper. Yeah, yeah. Like I wanted to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, further down the track when I was studying more into more of the Cert 4 stuff, so mm. more of the like management mm. and, you know, um, costing stuff like that, I was like, oh, I'm actually really glad that I enrolled in the Cert 4 instead of just the Cert 3 because, you know, I feel like I'm getting a lot more out of this and I feel like I'm uh, learning more how to be like more of the management position, which is where I would like to go. Um, Yeah. 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 Yeah, Cool. So so how did you, how did you find your studies? Uh, Because there was a, a, uh, I guess there was a few sort of challenges uh, along the way, in particular, like motivation, you know, I remember sort of early days, you were just having trouble getting going. Yeah. Especially, um, especially since COVID hit right as I signed up. Yeah. Um, so I think I only actually worked one week full time at my yeah. job yeah. and then we immediately went into lockdown and then yeah. just had three months off. So it kind of during those three months, like I, um, I felt it hard to actually come to the terms that I was an apprentice and that I should be studying. Yeah. Um, like obviously the work was there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just. I wasn't like in the mood, like mm-hmm. not in the mood, but like not in the in the study motivation loop. Like yeah. I hadn't been working that much. Yeah. Like I only worked one week full time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just like kind of felt a little bit lost within that um, first initial lockdown period. Yeah. Um, but then coming back after the lockdown period and like actually working full time and getting more into it. Um, that's obviously where some of the motivation came back in because yeah. I was like, oh, I'm actually working and I really should do this and mm. I should, um, uh, yeah, I should actually, you know, do my studies and stuff mm. like that. So did you find the, the uh, did you find it relevant? Like did you find the, the studies sort of like relevant to, to what you were doing at work and, yeah, what, and vice versa? Yeah, so um, Obviously, with the Cert 3, you have you go through every single, like, section in the kitchen. Mm. So, you have, you know, your meat section, your veggie section, uh, pastry section. And when I was studying all the different sections, it just happened to be that I was moved to that exact section in the kitchen yeah. during that time. Or, like, I would... Um, like if I got moved on to the, like studying the meat section, then I would obviously ask you guys and be like, Hey, I'm going on to the meat section. Can I like get all the, um, meat section components to study? So, um, the way I did it that way was actually really good because when I was working, I was working on the units that I was studying. So yeah, it yep. felt more, um, uh, like not complete, but, um, coherent and like it yeah. felt like that I was actually putting my studies to work like and I was bringing it to work and I was able to you know keep one mindset rather than like bouncing all over the place in different yeah um areas of study yeah yeah Yeah. cool and so um actually maybe we could get a bit of background on on the boathouse so 
for those for those uh, that are that are uninitiated, tell us about the boathouse. You know what's what what, what uh, I guess products and services, and how long are you working in a week, and, and that that sort well, of thing. And um, so. It, we, we vary depending on oh, I guess season. more like wh- what sort of hours do you cover not as opposed to how often you work. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so we vary depending on season. So obviously winter, you know, everyone doesn't really want to go out. They want to stay mm. inside. So we get a bit more quiet in winter. Mm. Um, so in winter we'll, you know, work your basic like 40 hours a week. Yeah. Um, coming into summer, especially Christmas time, where everyone's like, yeah, I want to, I want to have a party. I want to yeah. go out and have a Christmas party. Yeah, you know, yeah, we get um, a lot busier during summer and obviously wedding season as well yep. because we're a wedding venue. Um, so in summer we do maybe around sixty hours. Yep. Like uh, depending on the week, depending on how yep. much functions we have booked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and on top of you know all the weddings and functions we do, we do have uh, our restaurant that we run. Yep. Um, and that is, uh, you know, Thursday to Sunday run restaurant, you know, um, Thursday to Saturday night and then Friday to Saturday lunch. And so your, your venue consists of like, it's either one big room or like two, what's, what's the breakup of that? So we have, so we can have three individual rooms. So we have one smaller room. So when you enter, it's right to the right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then if you go straight along when you enter, there's either one large room, depending on the functions, or we can divide it into two smaller rooms. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So we have three that we can book out for functions. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And, and, and like menu wise, it's sort of uh, like, I guess, modern Australian fine dining based, would yeah. you say? Yeah. With a little bit of Asian influence here yep. and there. Yeah. Um, obviously, so John obviously runs uh, Ramen Daddy as well. Yes. So he's very into the like Asian influences mm-hmm. um, and that's probably where that passion came from. Yeah. But um, it's definitely seen in our menu from time to time, the like little bit of Asian twist, but it's mostly modern Australian yeah. fine dining, yeah, and then you yeah, and then you get the uh, the summertime bar at the back too. Yes, yes, uh, I forgot uh, about that. As <laughs> uh, 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 Armada, yes, yeah. Armada outdoor bar, yeah, which yeah. is uh, yeah a pop up uh, summer outdoor bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess where I was going with that is is that's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff to be doing. Um, yeah, and what was it like integrating your studies in, into a schedule like that? Um, oh, especially during summertime when we get really busy. Yep. Um, yeah, it's definitely hard to, mm. you know, find time to actually, you know, take an hour and sit down and just yeah. like study for an hour. But like at that point in time, the extra hour you have on top of work, mm. you kind of just want to go, huh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you, you just want to relax, but, um, which I found really difficult because, you know, the first like year or so during my studies, like mm. I just felt like we were so like pushed for time and there was yeah. no time to just sit down. But um, towards the end, it was really um, like I kind of found a groove where I would get into. Mm. So I said to myself, like I said, oh, okay, like whatever time I start, I will you know, try and aim to get to work like an hour early yep. just so, you know, like it probably helped because I would 
miss the peak hour traffic in the morning, which yeah, was okay. a plus. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if I got to work an hour early, like I just, you know, spend a little bit of that hour or that hour studying just whatever arose. And if yeah. I got something done, then that was yeah. great. But if I didn't get anything done, then, you know, at least I was, mm. you know, ready to study yeah. in that way. And I was getting myself into a routine of, uh, oh, I start at 10 o'clock. Cool. I'll get to work at nine and I'll study. And like, yep. I was getting into that routine. And then anytime, you know, we'd have some sort of break during our days or during our work week, I would be like, oh, okay. Like you guys can go off and do something else, mm. but like, I'm going to stay here and I'll study for a bit. Like even yep. if I just, you know, open my laptop and look at it, I'd still yep. like sitting down and making the effort to study. And I didn't like, I didn't beat myself up over um, sitting down and just looking at my laptop because yep. at least I was then actually like getting it out and like attempting to study. Yeah, it's cool. So just establishing the habit yeah. sort of regardless yeah. of, of – of, uh, yeah, that's cool. Um, so and, and beyond study, what's what's work, work-life work balance like if, for you? It's, you mentioned sports and things like that. Yes. And so um, – yeah, before I started working at the boathouse, I played soccer a lot. Um, mm. So I would train two times a week, mm. play game. Um, so obviously I had to stop that when I started full-time work at the boathouse. Yeah. Because obviously soccer training is, you know, during the week and the games are on weekends and, yeah. you know, you can never get weekends off in hospitality. Everyone mm. knows that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I had to stop that. Um, in terms of work-life balance, I think before I started at the boathouse, I was pretty work-driven anyway. Yeah, okay. Um, because I had already been working a few years as a barista before that. Um, and I would put, like, all my spare time into that. Yeah, okay. I don't know why, but I think I was just... I've just always been, like, that work-driven person. Um, yeah, of course, cool. so it's just something in- inherent in you. Like yeah. The, uh, like, uh, uh, is it like a... Pardon me for prime, but is it like a financial thing? You like you like squirreling away money, or, or oh like, no, not particularly. Yeah, yeah. I think I just enjoy, you know, like being at work and interacting with people. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially as my job as a, a barista, I liked the like interacting with people, like front of house wise, and I yeah, like yeah. you know, you know, finding regulars and like yeah. making their day, but just like having a chat to them and like knowing their regular oh, order cool. and like yeah. So I think that was like. Um, like it wasn't money related or anything. Mm. I think it was just. Do you miss really that 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 uh, the the customer facing aspect? Yes, yes. In the in the kitchen. Yeah, I definitely do. Um, I think I did a few shifts at um, Ramen Daddy where yep. John works now, or well, not works now, but owns. Yep. Um and. Yeah, and they were like, hey, you have front of house experience. Like, we'll get you to do like a front of house shift there. Yeah. Like. Instantly, it just was like, oh, I really miss this working in the kitchen because, you know, I like that um, customer experience and uh, making people happy by just like giving them food, which they enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, So, what next in in terms of your – so, uh, you've studied and and I guess you've uh, achieved your trade qualification. So, yeah. Yeah, what are your – do you have any career aspirations? Um, you want, like, you know, uh, I guess, you know, for a lot of young chefs, the you know, maybe a business might be the the end goal yeah. or, or something like that or 
So when I uh, when I started the boathouse, I kind of you know had a, a small aspiration somewhere to you know open a, a restaurant or a cafe along down the line. Yep. Um, but that was obviously something that you know wasn't in reach and wasn't within reach because you know I was so young and I didn't really have any qualifications or I hadn't really learned that much that at that point in time. But um, look, now that I've finished studying, it's definitely something that I would like to do. Whether it like happens or not is a different yep. story altogether. But um, I would like to, you know, someday like run a cafe or run a yeah. restaurant somewhere. That would be fairly nice. But um, yeah, like within the next five years or so I would like to be like somewhere probably within like more management position yeah yep. um as much as I love working in the kitchen and I probably still would work in the kitchen mm. I I want to be more of the like not really double agent but like being like between front of house and back of house yeah okay um whether at that be like going into more of a sous chef position, mm. so being able to communicate with like front of house and like sort out different functions and you know manage that side of way, mm. or whether that be like maybe going into more front of house management or where you're still communicating with the kitchen, but you know um, you still have that more customer based uh, yeah management, um, yeah. Yeah, I haven't really decided yeah. definitively though. Yeah. So, uh, I guess on, on that subject, you've got some. Uh, I get, a, I guess, a pretty amazing collection of mentors there. Yeah. You know, in terms of you, John, mm. James, uh, Jack, as well. Mm. Um, so maybe you could reflect on on those guys. You know, I guess you know what you've, uh, what you got out of them, and uh, that sort mm. of thing. Or you know, it's uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, oh, who do I start with? Um, so James obviously owns the uh, boathouse. He does a lot of the office management. Um, he's just, you know, is on top of everything all the time. Yeah. Especially like, you know, with uh, different management things and office work. He just knows exactly what the customers want yep. and he knows exactly like what we should deliver to them. And yep. it's definitely something that um, I've taken away from him because he's definitely – as I said, on top of everything. Yeah. And Did you consult with him much want. during your Cert 4 studies? Like the um, sort of Not too much. He's a very yeah. busy man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's definitely all over the place. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, I think he opened up um, the new bar, Margot. Oh, yeah, I rode my push yeah. bike past that this morning. Yeah. They're like <laughs> uh, near the, the grass skate ramp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's um, trying to like bounce between Boathouse and that. Yep. But, like, he does an amazing job. As far as I know, like, Margot is doing great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, Boathouse is doing great, so he yeah. must be doing a great job yeah. there somewhere. Yeah, Um, But, yeah, no. Uh, he just knows exactly what customers want and knows yeah. exactly, you know, what we should be giving them. And mm. um, it's great in that sense because, you know, it's great to have that person that communicates with the customers and mm. communicates with us really well. So um, there's... We know how to please the customer well in that mm -hmm. way. Um, oh, man, who's next? Um, John is oh, great. Yeah. You know, he's been a really great mentor to me the whole, like my whole apprenticeship, like yep. the whole time I've known him. Yeah. Um, he's always, you know, like, oh, you got to push yourself just that little bit more and like 
at first I was like, uh, do I really want to? But like mm. now looking back at it, it's been absolutely great because um, he was the one. So I did a competition last year. Yes. Oh, um, yeah, for, yeah, I forgot to ask about <laughs> that. So we'll, uh, we'll – yeah. Yeah, continue. so I did the competition last year and he was the one who's like, oh, like, look, even if you don't get anything out of it, you know, you could still just go in it and say you did something. Mm. Um, and that turned out awesome and amazing yeah. experience. So I'm so glad he he's always been the one to just push you into, you know, things that you might not be comfortable mm. with, but like he knows that it's going to be like a good experience down the line and he knows you're going to be a better person for it. Yeah, yeah. So um, obviously doing like those sort of things and him pushing me has been like, really great and I don't think that I would be the um, type of chef I would be without him because he's been such a great inspiration and push to me like yeah. my whole apprenticeship cool so what what characteristics uh, uh, I guess when you when you say the type of chef that you are what are the characteristics you, I guess you most most proud of um oh man that's a really hard one <laughs> uh, or if you I guess if you see it in other chefs you know what what, what do you think makes a, a good chef um definitely oh. hmm. so um in terms of so i find a, a really good leader inspirational mm -hmm. because obviously that's the type of person that i want to become yep. and stuff like that so um yeah, just a person who knows how to lead a kitchen right is really, like, inspirational for me. Yeah, yeah. And um, Jack and John, they are both amazing at running a kitchen. Yep. Um, they both know exactly, like, what needs to be said at what time. Yep. Um, You know, they both uh, coordinate efforts really well. Yeah. They know how to... They always seem, whenever I talk to them, cool as cucumbers too. Yeah. Like, you could... You could like explode the building and they should be like, yep, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think um, with such a young team on at the moment, I think that's also a really good thing because they yep. keep their they keep their cool and they know, um, oh, yeah, okay, so things go wrong. Mm. But also this is how you should do it just to avoid that going wrong. Yep. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, they're just both great leaders. Yep. Yeah, and I really look up to them in that sense because, you know, obviously someday I would like to be in their position, but yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, cool. So, and uh, so the, the chef's comp, to, to tell us, so what was that the Apprentice of the Year or Golden Chef's Hat? Um, so that was the Tabasco Apprenticeship Competition. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes. How yes. was that? So, because you got sent away, you were like won a heat and then got sent away. Yeah, so they do. Um, regional competitions. Yep. So I first, so that's when John was like, "Hey, this uh, ACT competition mm. is coming up. You should just compete in it yeah. for the sake of competing in it." Yeah. Um, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Okay, sure. Mm. If I don't win, then I say that I competed in it. Mm. But if I do, then I don't know." <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, went into it with like a very minimal knowledge of how competitions work yep um i had no idea how con competitions work at that point in time i had barely done any um uh i had barely did any preparation for it yeah um in terms of like cooking wise i think i only like practiced my 
food that I was cooking like twice maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I was working as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then went into it with like little knowledge mm. and I was I think the only person that wasn't in CIT because mm. it was at um, – the competition was at the CIT yes. building. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then went into it and then by some magical odd chance actually happened to win the ACT competition. Yeah, cool. Um, by absolute fluke, I think. I don't even know where I went right in that competition. But, um, yeah. What, what did you make? Do you remember? Um, so, yes. I, oh, yes. I <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the only thing that we had to cook with was a whole chicken and Tabasco because obviously the Tabasco was uh, their, like, sponsor yeah, of the whole yeah, competition. Yeah. Um, so we had to cook... Uh, an entree and a main with one chicken. So mm. two serves of yeah. an entree and two serves of a main with one yeah. chicken. Um, and so what I ended up cooking was I did uh, chicken dumplings with a broth. Mm. Um, obviously, it had to have Tabasco in there. So yeah. I put um, Tabasco in the dumplings. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then because I made my entree so complex because you had to make dumplings. Yeah. Um, uh, I ended up just doing a simple, you know, roast chicken with like yep. uh, lentils and roast veggies and yeah. yeah, stuff like that. So, yeah, that's what I ended up cooking for that competition. Yeah, cool. So what was the uh, – uh, any, I guess, memorable memorable parts of, of the process? Any like sort of like nervous moments or like happy moments or um, – yeah, definitely. So the nervous moments, I was in a new kitchen that I've never cooked in before yep. and I had no idea, you know, where things were. I yep. had to keep asking the CIT teachers because before the competition, they gave us a, a a list of equipment that would be available to yeah. us. And I walked around the kitchen so many times trying yeah. to look for this equipment and I was like, oh, it's not here. So yeah. I ha- like multiple times I had to go up to the mm. um, CIT teachers and was like, oh, um, they said that this would be available and I had, like yeah. practiced with this and, yeah. you know, do you have this available like within mm. some other kitchen that is here? So that was definitely a stressful bit because um, I think that's what made me felt like I didn't do a great job because, yeah, you know, okay. I was running around trying to find different equipment at the same time yeah. and like trying to cook and, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was definitely a stressful experience. But yeah. um, at the end of it, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that's cool. I actually got them up on time. And, you know, I don't think I was too proud of the dumplings I made because I wasn't happy with the um, uh, the dumpling dough. But, yeah, um, okay. What was wrong? I think it was just – it wasn't tough enough and it wasn't thin enough. So yeah, I think I made okay. it too thick. But, um, yeah. So what did, did you, was that like a hand, like rolling pin or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yes. Dumplings. So um, in, in terms of, of, of these, uh, these competitions, so do you recommend doing it? Do you, do you wish you did more or like, would, um, you, would you recommend other, other apprentices get stuck in? Look, so after winning the ACT comp, I mm. obviously got sent off. Oh yeah, sorry. I cut you off from the rest <laughs> of the story. <laughs> um, yeah, so after winning the ACT, I obviously got sent off to Melbourne mm. um, where I competed in the national competition. So yep. um, that was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, like, cool. Um, 
you know, being sent off to Melbourne with like people that were in the same situation from me from like all across Australia. It was yeah. so great to meet them. Like yeah. I still have contacts with them today. Yes. I, even though I, you know, didn't see them since last year. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, like they, they're all great. And like just being able to, um, you know, just be in the same room with them and compete in the same room and be in the same situation as them was really great. Like even if... So I didn't win the national competition. Yeah. I think I came second in the national competition though. That's pretty um, cool. But uh, yeah, it was yeah, it was just great. You know, being with the same people that were in like the same boat as me and like having yeah. the same experience. And you know, we were all stressed to compete in this national competition, yeah. and like we all had the same experiences, and it was just fantastic. So as far as you know, competitions would go, I don't think that I would compete in more. Like I would yeah. think about it, but, um, you know, I think one's enough for me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, I would definitely suggest that more people compete in competitions because yep. it's just, it's not about winning. It's about, you know, meeting the people along the way and yep. like creating those relationships with people because the, as I said, the people that I met from all across Australia down in Melbourne, yeah, like, they're absolutely amazing people and yeah. like um yeah as i said they still have contacts with them today yeah. and like at the end of you know spending a uh, i think it was a weekend with them uh you know we all said to each other we're like look if you're ever in like mm. adelaide you should like contact me and you're 100 percent welcome to stay with me and yeah. so yeah it wasn't about Winning the competition was just about making those relationships along yeah. the way. So. Yeah, I'd imagine there'd be uh, quite high value in in testing yourself un, in those sort of unsupervised yeah, conditions definitely. without chef going, "Oh, do that, do that, do that." Yeah. And so, what what, what was that part like? Um, so the actual the actual competition, like, um, I think the um, I would like to say that I pride myself in like organization yep. and like keeping nice and neat and tidy mm -hmm. like i'm not sure if people can like say that for me but i would yeah. like to say that yeah um so that was one thing that i felt was easy with the competition yep yep the other thing that i felt was like a bit of a challenge and was hard was keeping up to the time frames that they set for you yep um, especially in Melbourne, they didn't have a massive clock in front mm. of us, which was uh, a thing that we were really adamant about because I think everyone that I was with, you know, we'd all practice with clocks right in front of our face. Yeah. So we knew exactly like, you know, when we should start doing uh, like a specific task or something like yep. that. But, um, you know, I think in Melbourne, they actually ended up just writing how many minutes we had left on a whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um yeah, and then all of a sudden you look over and it's like, oh, 10 minutes left till you have to serve entree. And we're like, oh my gosh, the, where did yeah. the time go? So yeah. um, the time constraints was a bit of a challenge. Um, and also the what just adapting to different work conditions is a very yeah. different um, – it's a bit of a challenge as well because obviously you practice with a certain oven and you practice with mm. a certain stove or something like that. Mm. But – you know, you're not going to have those exact uh, conditions when you're working in a competition, which is something that I felt and that I found really hard, especially in Melbourne, because, you know, the um, pop-up uh, kitchen that they had there was, 
Like I don't think the ovens got past uh, 200 degrees or something like that or yeah, right. something crazy. And like I had practiced cooking the chicken at like 210 degrees. So yeah, it was right. like it threw it off just a little bit. And um, yeah, that was definitely a challenge to try and combat that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So amongst your uh, fellow competitors, were, were there any juicy meltdowns that you saw? No, actually. Yeah, Everyone I- actually kept their composure really well. I think because um, – I went with a bunch of – so I, at the time, was competing as a second year. Yep. And so um, they had the first years, the second years, obviously, and the third years as well. And, like, even the first years who, like, have had, you know, minimal experience in a kitchen, they did incredibly well. Yeah, cool. Like, especially, you know, as first years who have just, you know, come into the industry. Mm. Um, yeah, they kept their composure so well. Yeah, nice. And performed so well. And I think that's, like – um, another thing that especially all of us were feeling before mm. we competed were like, oh no, we're not, like, we're not going to do well. We're really yeah. stressed. But like, as soon as you get into the zone of cooking and and um, just something that you love doing, like, yeah, you actually find your composure really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, even though you're in a stressful situation, you just go, huh, okay. But at least I'm like cooking this. Yeah, like yeah. And that, I guess that's part of performance too, isn't it? If you, it's, it's. It, I think it'd be a bit unnatural not to be nervous. You know, yeah. It sort of, show, you know, keeps you on the edge and shows that you care. I guess mm. you know, that sort of thing. But um, yeah. Um, what was I going to ask you next? Oh, I forgot. Oh, that's right. So, um, I guess yeah. This is the the, the sort of uh, cliche questions now. So, things like um, you know, as as a as a chef and a cook, what 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 do you like to cook? You know, and, and has has your 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 tastes changed along with your developing skills and things like that? Mm. This is actually something that we were having a conversation at work the other day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the question was, oh, like if you had to specialize in something and if you had to become like a specialized chef, like what yep. would you specialize in? Yeah. Um, and I said, I... So, so it's like I, the one one dish only sort of chef? Yeah, yeah kind yeah. of. So like if you had to be like just a meat chef for the rest of your yeah, life yeah. or like just a pastry chef or yeah. something like that. Um, so if you would have asked me at the start of my apprenticeship, yep. I would probably said uh, like a veg chef, like something that does like saucers or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. Um, because that's the that's the road that I was going down, and that's yeah. kind of where I was put at the time. Yeah. Um, but if you ask me now, like uh, I think I spent about six months doing um, just dessert and pastry work. Yep. And I absolutely fell in love with just making pastry. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. there's so much um, the sequencing time is cool going eh? into it's it. A, yeah. yeah, like it's just there's just something about like putting so much time and effort and mm. um, you know skill into making a pastry like a, a just a basic puff pastry. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, and I absolutely like fell in love with just making just making pastries. Like, yeah. Um, it was something like that. As soon as I started doing it, I was like, oh, I actually really love doing this. Like yep. if I had to specialize in something, that's yeah. what my answer would be. I think yeah. that I would specialize in probably um, like patisserie and like yeah. pastry making. Not were you, so were you much. scared of, of pastry and desserts before you got in on? Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's it's, such, yeah. it's a weird, weird thing. So I had the same thing. I was like, man, I'm, 
I've, I've got, I'm getting my head kicked in enough with normal savory cooking. Yeah. And desserts just seems like this whole other world. Yeah. And then you know, pastry, a whole other world. And, and, yeah. And you're always told, oh, you know, you can be a bit like free willy with like um, savory stuff and you don't yeah. have to measure stuff or whatever. Yeah. But with desserts, you have to like measure everything down mm. to the T and you mm. can't be over and stuff like that. But there's like as much as that sounds daunting from mm. someone who hasn't done pastry before, as soon as you go into doing pastry, it's very, it's soothing in a way yeah. because like, um, much more controlled. Know, hey, yeah, you exactly. Predict the outcomes. And, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes with savory, it's always like, Oh, if I roast this chicken, like the oven could like vary in temperatures or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And like, it's not perfect all the time, but yeah. with pastry, if you put so much time and effort into, you know, weighing everything correctly mm. and uh, doing every step correctly, then you pretty much get a perfect outcome every time. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's just something soothing about, you know, making pastry and like folding and like yeah. putting all the effort into something. And Did you find the, the I guess, the, 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 the habits and the skills – transferred back into your savory cooking yeah definitely so um yeah uh yeah especially a lot of the like precise things like you mm. take a lot more appreciation into things being like precise and perfect yeah. at that point in time so like especially with you know some things in pastry like you know um doing uh yeah you know, like um heating sugar to a certain degree like, yeah um, you find that, you know, if you heat the sugar to a, you know, just one degree over where you want it to be, then like the whole outcome changes. Yeah. So taking that into savory food, it's very, um, oh, so if I take, if I fry this for like just one second longer, then I get a whole different outcome. And yeah. you actually find the different like little finer details in the savory cooking after doing yeah. pastry, I find. Yeah, because that's what I found there was a, um, in particular, like seasoning ratios. So yeah. like you can look and stuff, it's like, oh, how much is that way? Oh, it needs that much salt. Oh, it mm. needs that much sugar. Yeah. And, and, and uh, yeah, it's like this sort of like strange like, confidence that comes with that, yeah. you know, which is which is pretty cool. Um, cool. Well, I, I think I've, I've asked everything uh, of you that, that I wanted. Is there anything you wanted to get off your chest while you're here? Uh, not really. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I think the only thing that I can say is like with you guys and through my work, I think that I have had such an amazing apprenticeship. Oh, cool. Um, especially with opportunities. Like, as I said earlier, like, I don't think that I would be at the boathouse without you guys because obviously you guys started hot start and, you know, with the opportunities that I've had at the boathouse, mm. like I've done, uh, I did the Young Chef's Dinner mm. back in 2021. Yep. I actually filmed an ad with one of our work suppliers. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, they, they're going around Australia at the moment, you know, s- selling their product, which is black garlic. Yeah. And, you know, like um, I helped them by mm. filming an ad for mm. them and like they take yep. that ad with them wherever yep. they go and... Yeah, and yeah. yeah I, actually, just, I think um, with uh, you, you mentioned hot start, I don't think we'd we'd be remiss not to mention Paul Butler. Absolutely. Tell <laughs> tell me a bit about Paul Butler and and, and I guess you, your experiences with him along the uh, way. Oh, he's such a great mentor. Yeah. Um, I think he didn't actually come into my apprenticeship until um, f- towards the end. Yeah. Um, he kind of saw that I was, 
you know, struggling with how to get, you know, uh, like work study balance yeah. and how to do that. So he was like, hey, like, look, if you need help, just mm. just send me a message at any point in time yeah. and I'll reply and I'll try and help yeah. you with whatever you're stuck yeah. on. And yeah, it got to a point where I would just be like, oh, hey, I'm like a little bit stuck on exactly what mm. like details you want for this question. Mm. Like, and he would, you know, be there and reply to me even on weekends, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he's such a great mentor. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, he actually really helped me a lot during my apprenticeship, especially yeah, cool. towards the end. Um, yeah, such a great guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. Um, yeah, well, I think th- I think that's everything. I'll uh, I'll let you go. Thank you so much for your time, Heather. That's okay. That was I was awesome. happy to come. It's a good chat. It's already been almost fifty minutes, so that was uh, that was a good one. But uh, yeah, well, I guess uh, we'll. we'll uh, no doubt be seeing lots more of you in the future. And, Hopefully, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, all the best and thanks for coming in, hey? No worries. Thank you for having me. Ripper.